0: ever wondered what the world's weirdest erotic author would have to say if he had his own podcast? No? Well, I can't say I blame you. I'm the Kinky Caption Crafter, and things are about to get way TMI. This is Kinky Caption Convotes. The quick
1: question. Okay. Why am why am I here? I didn't write anything.
0: Because you were supposed to write something. You okay. you had apparently a horror a horror novel and then I asked Todd uh not to talk about it because I'm like, uh you're terrible at telling other people's stories. And then you told me through text that like, no, you should you should have let me uh or sorry, you should have let Todd tell my story. So instead of letting you tell your story, I'm going to let Todd describe your horror story.
2: That I didn't write. Yes okay fair enough oh did you write any of it or no no okay okay Uh, i
1: was was going to write something else anyway um oh okay
0: (laughs) but still i want to hear todd's description now
2: i'm i'm all for it okay um best i can describe it and and it's been about a month ago but um it so it was gonna be a, um I th- I believe a three-part uh horror story or, or or three different horror stories um where part one let me see if I can get this um uh- the first one was going to be like a I think there was going to be a mirror uh you know monster that or or some type of you know threat that comes through mirrors or reflections um but you have to you have to like look at it or look them in the eyes when they appear for for the attack to happen um and I forget if they reach through the reflection or something else happens outside of the mirror i forgot but so so one of them was a mirror monster the other one was um i think related to uh that netflix movie uh or or kind of inspired by that uh the one with sandra bullock the horror movie um uh so there was something about um sound maybe right or something with hearing that some kind of a monster or threat uh uses uh sound waves and so if you try if you if you're silent or you're uh, able to keep quiet then you can you can survive the the threat um i'm not sure if i'm getting that totally copacetic but um and i forget what the third one was or if you have the third one in mind yet uh, but they were all basically going to be like thematic in the sense of like a a a horror thought experiment right like what if what if this was the threat right and it was going to be Trying to make a new type of threat that hasn't really been seen in horror so far, at least in any mainstream horror uh, movie or story. Um, And I think that I think I kind of partially summed it up, uh, and I'm sure I got things wrong. um, But hopefully, I got like fifty percent, or or... I I would not describe it as fifty percent, or even (laughs) close to that.
1: (laughs) Especially since one of them was just outright wrong. Okay,
2: I, I, yeah, I had forgotten, obviously. Yeah, a large wow. portion of this. Yeah, um, I guess
1: I can go ahead and um, just do a quick elevator pitch of my idea. So first of all, um, it's it, it's there are three parts in the sense not that it's a three connected stories, but rather that they're, they're sort of spiritually linked. The idea would was that it would be um, the series would be called See No Evil. Hear no evil speak no evil um with you having uh creatures uh dealing with sight um sound and speech i never quite figured out what i wanted to do with the speech monster so i guess you could say todd was right in that regard that the third one i was like still hazy on um he was also sort of right about the the mirror creature but like in the most general of senses so there's not there are not creatures in the mirrors they are not coming out of mirrors and they do not need to look you in the eyes to do things to you um the idea was that they were creatures that you could only see in the mirror they existed in the real world but the only way to be able to see them was by looking in a mirror oh yeah um for the the hearing one the idea was basically that the creatures acted like a sort of sound black hole so anything uh any sound waves within like you just say 10 feet of them basically just get sucked into the creature and so the you can't hear anything around it so just as an example uh, say you were uh, in your room uh, sitting at your computer desk with your back towards uh, the door. The a creature might um, break down your front door, which you wouldn't be able to hear because the sound waves wouldn't be able to escape it. And then it might walk through your house, open your bedroom door. Again, you still don't hear it because there is no sound. And it could come up behind you and basically slit your throat or something, all without you ever realizing anything
0: was amiss. Interesting. So, what was the uh, story that you thought you were going to work on during the month instead? Uh it
1: was. It, it was just a um, basically, uh, oh, actually, since we were just talking about Pokemon earlier, um, and specifically Black and White, it was um, I run a. Pokemon tabletop RPG technically it's not tabletop because it's a it's all text based um, on on discord, Uh, but one of my players um, is romantically involved with Bianca from the black and white games. um, Okay. so the point is that like I wanted to flesh out her character some more in, in this setting um because it's not just like, you know, a carbon copy of uh her from the game. So this was just going to sort of be like her like her uh journey through the Pokemon League from when
2: she started
1: up until basically until she she
2: meets the player character. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a backstory for correct, you know, adjacent to your uh tabletop yeah yeah um but so but uh but
0: in the end though you've you ended up not writing anything for uh
1: well well, yeah um so uh i i don't know if you were aware of my my back injury um
0: but i was where your back was hurting
1: yeah around um around the end of october like i i don't know pulled a muscle or something in my back and for a good couple of weeks um I had a lot of back pain, and it just, like, really, like, wasn't up to doing something like writing, because I was just in pain a lot of the time, and not really feeling like doing that kind of thing. Um As it started to get better, and I had less pain, um uh well, the new Pokemon games were about to come out, and so I, um you know, I, I knew I was going to want to dedicate a lot of time to that so rather than i also write,
0: blame those for for not accomplishing the yeah. the challenge
1: <laughs> yeah so i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna play those and yada yada um and then eventually you know it was so late in the month i'm just like i, I still haven't done anything i do want to i do still want to do this writing so i'll probably try to do it once I finish uh when I, like once I'm finished with Pokemon. Um and I don't want to like, you know, just cheap out on it by saying, oh I'll just do it in December instead or oh I'll make it a New Year's resolution. Because like, you know, when you move the goalpost like that, you just don't end up doing anything. Um so I do want to try to just start doing it when I start doing it. Like as soon as I as soon as I feel like I've got the time to just dedicate to it. Um but it also another issue is um you know like as a as a creative person um that's especially like for me personally I haven't done any sort of big or not too many big creative projects like this so like i just you know you you feel like oh my ideas are all shit and i then i don't have any good ideas i can't do this i shouldn't even try so you've got that voice in your head telling you not to do it some people like todd don't have that because they have they don't have this thing called shame
0: uh (laughs) kind of shame i mean i I I I like um, kind of shame not in the right places by my standards Yeah,
1: you know what I mean. Yeah, he does have a. a, I don't even know if I would say I wouldn't say he has shame. I would say he has uh pride. Um, and he doesn't want his pride to be hurt. It's not exactly the same thing as shame. Mm, Yeah, like he doesn't feel ashamed of the bad things that he does. He just wishes people wouldn't find out about those things and hold him accountable for them.
2: Well, I mean, I do feel some, you know, some guilt on some things, but as far as like the writing or, or that kind of thing, uh, I guess I am able to kind of like do ideas that are kind of maybe not like I know are not going to be super fleshed out or whatever. Although at the same time, I can still have the feeling of like, well, is this actually good or is this actually doing anything? Um, so it depends. Uh, but, but like I was, yeah, like this one, I was able to kind of just splat it onto the page and knowing it wasn't super. And that it was a real splat, <laughs> but also, I am, I am shocked that you have
1: ever thought to yourself, is this good or this isn't good? Because somehow you still just keep pumping out trash, even well, though you, you've <laughs> never done a good thing in your life.
2: Well well let me rephrase it. What I mean to say is like sometimes I might th- think like like kind of like what you were saying like oh well I have this idea but is it is it saying anything or is it or what I mean is like um um uh, one and not to take it too much on a sidebar but like the Cartoon Network movie Driftwood like if I did that story which is available since it, it there's only a synopsis the movie has you know not made for listeners um But it like like I just I was thinking earlier as we were talking, like if I did do that one, would it be good? Because it seems like the story is kind of already set in motion. And what would I be adding? You know, because it almost seems like it's fairly charted. So then I'm like, oh, well, would it be worth it doing it? I'm not sure. But I mean,
0: so when he first told me this, I encouraged him to do it only because I was the naive one. And thought that Todd was like smart enough to just take vague ideas and tell his own story, but then I found out like no, he pretty much just wants to tell the story, and he doesn't know what the whole story is, so he doesn't really know how to tell it himself. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I know what I would plug in, but but to me, it seems like like uh, let me let me see if I can summarize it like so. So we know what we know from the what was released is that the plot is a mouse. Okay, I'm gonna be
0: honest a... with you, Todd. I, I, I'm gonna stop you right here because I, I just don't want to get sidetracked on you describing this this
2: non-existent movie. Yes. Sure. Sure. Yeah.
0: And and all, uh, but more my point though, j- just that like I mean, in some ways, I would still encourage you to do that if only to write to have just. just get your ideas out there i know the thinks that your ideas are terrible and i'm not gonna lie i actually think your ideas are terrible as well but i would say do them do them to express yourself
1: yourself. you called me
0: i'll i'll let it out it's a lot easier to edit out uh, edit out that stuff when we record discord
1: also for the record i don't really care you could
2: call me and i don't give a shit uh so
0: so what was your story what about
2: todd um, yes. So, and it it might be a bear to explain it, but basically, um, I was inspired by several things. Firstly, Rick and Morty. Uh, hence the title um is Zick and Yorty. Um, not very creative, but that's the what it is. The Adventures of Zick and Yorty. The Adventures of I don't know. I I I thought about cutting that part of the title, but I left it. Um, anyway, but uh yeah, so Zick and Yorty and and the, the initial concept was okay, um, instead of the space travel, it's gonna be Rick and Morty, but they're doing time travel. And so what I start with is and, and I make them uncle and nephew, you know, big difference, right? But but so um the first adventure is that they go back in time to eighteen fifty in our timeline. And uh there's some kind of anomaly. Well, there's anomalies that are happening. Zik always takes care of these things by going back in time and fixing them. So, like the way I explain it is based on the Cartoon Network show Time Squad, where the concept is that the timeline as it goes forward, for whatever reason the past gets frayed almost like a rope, and you have to go back and kind of retie it up so that it's all, you know, as it should be, right? And so that's what I was kind of running with at first so they so uh Zick takes his nephew Yordi on an adventure where they have to make sure that the governor of California is the proper first governor and not a gold uh mining interest candidate that gets inserted by the anomaly however the anomaly happens um so they fix that right they they reset it but as I wrote that section, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is kind of a little bit more than like, like I don't want to have to be constrained by looking up like who the first governor was and and." You didn't even
1: get that right, by the way. Those was, he was like the third or the fourth governor,
2: right? Well, yeah. See, it, it was a little bit co- it was complicating my 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 writing by having to you know be constrained by the history, and so so after I wrote that section, I was like, okay. Let me change it up so I don't have to continue to do that. So then I was like, okay, what if I have it to where they're going to alternate timelines and they're they're just kind of having adventures there and they're not really constrained by, you know, what we know of our timeline and stuff like that. So I change it to where they jump to um an alternate timeline involving uh uh the gold dictatorship that might have happened in the first adventure right? if they hadn't fixed the anomaly. So they go to a version of California in the future where the gold mining interests have taken over and they basically established a dictatorship where gold is the only export of the state of California and, and it's basically a dystopia. I don't really go into detail of like what it's like um, and I don't have them stay there that long. Um, I was originally going to have Yorty go see a movie so that we can kind of see, like, what a movie in this world would be like. And then Zick was just going to do some data collection. But then I kind of got stuck in a rut where I, uh, I wanted them to get caught at, fairly soon so that they would have to, like, run and they'd have to jump out of there. But I kind of got myself... Like in the pilot of Rick and Morty? Oh, uh, let's see. I forgot the plot of the pilot a little bit.
0: You know, it's funny. I was explaining to them the story of the Ice King and... uh, Help me out. What was the name of that blind lady again?
1: Helen Keller.
0: Helen Keller. So for those who don't know, basically, Helen Keller, when she was just learning how to read and, and write, basically rewrote the Ice Queen as a story she called The Ice King uh And basically had no recollection that she had ever re- even read the story uh and that she had basically ripped it off and that's basically what it sounds like Todd just
2: did <laughs> well, I guess it would be subconscious um but yes, I mean I mean obviously, and I was ripping off you know Rick and morty um but um to an extent um to a large it extent.
0: sounds like you yeah, but then it sounds like you just st- also started ripping off the pilot. <laughs>
2: I that I wasn't that was not in my conscious mind but maybe my subconscious. Yeah, that's what person. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: what I'm referring to.
2: That was the
1: whole point of the semen. yes.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I think you you're probably right on that. Um, so, yeah, so I have it to where they get in trouble because they're not wearing gold and everyone's wearing gold so they well well they don't get in trouble for that that they, they get su- this people are suspicious. So then they try to go get some gold coats and that's when uh they don't have you know identification they don't have the proper money for that world so that was a plot hole of my own making and then that's how they that, get traced out of there and
0: that's um, actually not too dissimilar from what happens to the pilot of rick and morty really <laughs>
2: yeah wait what happens in that regard
0: uh they need us get out of there with the um uh, with this with the seeds up Morty's ass, and then- oh yeah, the, seeds.
1: yeah,
0: and then the aliens are like, uh, we've randomly selected you to check to see if you have drugs
2: up your ass <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay, um yeah, so so then I have them flee uh and and Zick is able to use a little tiny probe to get his his data collection anyway, and then the final act of the story, basically is just that, um. Uh, they when they come back to our timeline and present, he uh, Zick gets arrested for time uh crime because he he wasn't a new law has just passed that he is not allowed to jump to alternate timelines and and such and such. So he gets put on trial. Uh, and then I have a big long non sequitur or several non sequiturs where I was just basically using the story Ulysses. To try to you know just write whatever I could to try to get to the the uh, November fifty thousand you know count desperately so I was just as being... my
0: as my fault by the way <laughs>
2: yeah uh, fuck you for that one
1: by the way <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> don't and, know
0: and, I want to read that
1: <laughs> and, and you 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 do <laughs> and you don't because as bad. As it was up until that point, it got
0: so much worse. Wait, so you've actually read it?
2: Oh yeah,
1: so wow. like twenty-four pages.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it ended up being like thirteen to fourteen thousand words. Um, so, so then I, ha- so I have these non sequiturs, right? And and for listeners of the show, Ulysses. Is a you know, like a, a, a novel where there's a lot of stream of consciousness in the in the story. Um, and so and so I included that during
1: all the captors just laughing his fucking ass off.
0: You can't stop. Oh no. Did he just drop? I'm sorry, I, I, I accidentally uh, left the call. I meant to, to mute myself. But I'm just thinking of, like... <laughs> oh, God, I can't stop the recording until I stop laughing. Wait, okay, I can't think I can do this. No, Todd, when I gave you that suggestion, I meant, like, for a... Just start working on something else. It would still all count, like, towards the same count. I, as far as I was concerned, it didn't have to be the same novel.
2: <laughs> oh, oopsies. I I misunderstood what you would. Had... <laughs> i thought you meant i thought you meant like do that as the story
0: yeah but now i'm
2: just thinking
0: like i kind of want to like that is just it like a psychologist needs to read that like a real psychologist not an almost psychologist like celsius
1: oh okay i'm um, not an almost psychologist
0: i'm not what I, are you i thought i thought last time you were on the show you said you almost got a phd i know i never said that i
1: said i got uh my bachelor's in psychology And that I initially started uh, getting my master's, but in the end just got my master's in uh, management. But also, even when I was um, doing my master's in psychology, it was for organizational psychology. So, completely different thing. I was never uh, going to be a clinical psychologist.
0: Uh, Okay, never mind. Still, it it just, like...
2: the fact that this is all one story oh god like august and i need to read it now yeah and i and i do try to make it somewhat like make sense because the way i do it is that Z- i mean it doesn't make sense but i mean i i do insert it like within the story right like i don't just like go off you know completely you just um, like
0: go inside a character's brain and just start explaining everything
2: uh, it's it worse <laughs> It's worse. Um, <laughs> don't, don't don't tell them. Don't tell them. Oh, okay, so should I should I not give any more spoilers to this
1: point? I would say no. I would say I would say let Crafter okay. uh, read it. Oh, yeah. it's only, only twenty one pages.
0: All right. Well, uh, let's see. I I got fifty minutes to put on on my thing, and we're at twenty six minutes. So let me let me tell you about my experience with with this whole. Whatever the shorthand name is, I think it's fucking stupid.
1: Nano Remo?
0: Every know time you say that word out loud, my soul just dies a little bit more.
1: <laughs> I, I don't understand what your issue with
0: it is. I, I just think it's a bad name. But, anyways.
1: Would you rather say National Novel Writing Month
0: every time? It's long. I mean, I think that's a mouthful, too, but I don't know. Anyways. <laughs>
1: it's four syllables, Nano Remo.
0: It's more just the sound of it uh, that I don't like. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> well, well, Todd, I I get it. Thank you. Uh, you you inspired me to write again. Mm. Uh, I I had, I had not been doing it for a while, and even though I only did um three thousand words uh, as I just checked here, actually three thousand uh, one hundred eight words for her forever version. I actually also too I hadn't written captions in a long time and. I've, I've been getting into it and now my goal is to uh so for november i decided i would just focus on writing uh but um now i've uh i've decided to uh um uh, uh kind of get back to making captions again and so my new goal is like write one caption a day uh create one caption and then keep trying to put them out every other day <laughs> um but uh Yes, yeah, so I have to thank you. And I guess uh, by proxy, I have to thank uh, Celsius for telling you to do the challenge. Uh, I think welcome. it was a
2: good challenge. Um, and, and it was interesting. And I, and I feel like even if my the content of what I write is a little bit, you know, uh, esoteric and that's not even the right word. But but I can do the function. Right. Like like and I think you both would agree. Right. Like, I can, the function of it. I mean, obviously, I should have done more spell check and stuff, but, um, but I mean, I can, what's, how do I describe it? I can at least piece together a, besides the stream of consciousness, a sort of narrative, right? Like, it, like some people, I can't even write like a fictional piece, maybe, right? Or,
0: well, we'll see. That's what I commend you for, because I kept telling myself, I'm going to write. I'm just going to keep writing. Doesn't matter how bad it is. But the problem is that I just kind of care too much about my writing and I mm. keep going back and editing stuff. And that's part of why I don't like accomplish anything, but,
2: oh, um,
0: yeah. And so then as well, yeah. too, uh, cause I, part of the, it's like, there's macro editing, you know, where it's like, I'm going through a whole chapter editing it. And then there's micro editing where I'm going back through paragraphs that I just wrote and I'm editing them. And so that's what kind of, kind of mucked me up where I only ended up getting like two chapters done. Um, but I was, I did do that kind of with the last chapter, uh, chapter 15 and some, but that one, I definitely need to go back and do a lot of editing on and kind of rewriting that one. But I do think since I was able to just, you know, get it out there, I'm going to be able to publish that chapter soon. Um, uh, Celsius, just for the record, uh, in case you didn't know, I, I, I publish each chapter as I finish it. I see. Yeah. Um, I've got about, uh, we had about 3,000 readers on uh, on uh, Literatica. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and pretty much ongoing as every chapter?
0: Uh, yeah. And then I did start the next one, and I was kind of stuck there for a while, um, but then I've kind of gotten back into the groove of writing it lately. And so I feel like, uh, more importantly, like this, this kind of just ended up being a good time to kind of at least get me back in the habit a little bit more and, you know... Uh, even though it took me a while to get there, I I think I finally got to a point where I am able to have a little bit more of a routine when it comes to writing.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's good, yeah. So, in, okay, so you're kind of yeah. back into the groove of the habit, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes too. Part of the problem is because I'm able to write when I'm high, but the problem is that I need to not do anything because I. The problem is if I tell myself while I'm high, like, but what, what if I just played Pokemon for like a half hour and then started writing? And then I play Pokemon for three hours. Sounds
1: about
2: right. (laughs) Yeah. It's easy to happen for that to happen. Any any sort of activity, right, that's going to be distracting.
0: Um, But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go back. I think I'm going to focus on just editing the 15th chapter, uh, getting that kind of the way I like it, uh, putting that one out. And then the other problem, too, that I'm having with the current chapter, at least for a while, was... It was uh it was an angling... uh why am I having trouble with that word? Help me out here, Celsius. Analingus. That there we go.
1: <laughs> I didn't even get the chance. You got it.
0: Yes, okay. It was a, you know, there is it there was a lesbian analingus scene and I was like, How do I do this? Um uh and then uh I had some life experience and then I was able to start writing. <laughs> um so uh thanks wow. to my mistress for that one. Um, just out of curiosity, uh, Celsius, can I, can I tell you a little bit about my, my book? I know I've told, uh, Todd plenty about it. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So I've described it many times on this show, but I'm a narcissist, so I like describing it. (laughs) Um, so basically, uh, there are two plots going on you've got your A plot which is about a witch named Amy. Mm-hmm. And um, she wants to be a more powerful witch. Are you following me so far? Yeah. Um, and so she crafts a magical chastity device uh, mm-hmm. that uh, she needs a virgin to wear to make herself more powerful. Does that make sense?
1: Not particularly, but <laughs> carry on.
0: Uh, yeah, and so then her, her roommate, Margo, uh, she happens to know this guy who she's been, like, casually sleeping with since... High school um who's never actually been able to have like penetrative sex because uh every time uh, he tries to get it in there, he just shoots off too early mm-hmm. <laughs> so...
1: now see, I thought you were going to take a moment to explain to me uh how this would make her more powerful, but you you, you didn't. <laughs>
0: Oh well, to that I can explain with magical bullshit. Mm. You know, it's it's magic, and what therefore the magic? it does what it does what the plot requires it to do. But
1: I'm just curious, what is the like? What is the magic? What is it? What does virginity fuel the magic? What what is fueling
0: the magic? I don't. Uh, well, to that end, the way I explain it, cause, like, even though it's an erotic novel. Uh-huh. Um, I, I do like to talk about the magic, and one of the things I'm going to talk about at some point is is kind of the joke that like magic in one sense doesn't really make sense, and that and doesn't really follow strict rules, which actually frustrates the witches. Uh-huh. Um, but basically, it's just like kind of you know fourth wall breaking thing. And the way the other way too, I, I also plan to explain magic in a joke chapter that has absolutely nothing erotic in it coming up. Mm -hmm. is that it? it, it's also kind of like coding for witches, like they're coding reality, Mm -hmm. uh, except the difference is that each witch has to kind of do it in her own way, which is also why the rules are inconsistent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the way I'm planning on having Amy explain it to Cyrus when she reveals to him that she's a witch is that it's like if I threw a ball and told you to go get it, How do you go get it? Right. And she explains to him there's a million ways you could go get the ball. You could go get it and throw it back to me. You could get it and walk back. You run for it and run back. You know, basically explaining all the mirror and explaining that's how magic works.
1: Hold on. You you cut out there for a second. Yeah. Hold on. I don't know. I know, I I know I don't know how the. I don't know how the recording how does that what happens like obviously I assume you're going to cut this technical part out but I'm just curious like what when when you cut out like that for
0: people Uh, just just, let's just get back No, it's it's my mic it's a crappy mic I'm using my old mic I'm not going to edit any of this out by the way this has to be about 50 minutes so I'm keeping track of the time this is just going to be a bonus episode I see um so anyways where was I going with that oh yeah um, yeah, no, so, so it, it's basically just that what makes it, uh, what, what really makes it, uh, like, you know, a thing to do is just that it's challenging, it's stupid, and it moves the plot along. It's, it's literally a MacGuffin. Like, at, at some point, I, the narrator, there's a thing about how the narrator is kind of a character, even though they're also a third-person narrator, and they and they kind of, as the book goes on, starts, they start to insult me and have more agency. <laughs> I like that. And so at some point they do point out things like how these things make no sense because they're just meant to move the plot along. Mm. (laughs) Um, But the joke is but the joke is also that the characters are incredibly mundane. Um, Like when they're not doing magical sex
2: things, they're just living normal lives (laughs) And, and doing like things that don't involve magic, like just going to a store or something. So Amy does things that are involved with, with magic, but even her thing is just like... So I explained that like
0: what keeps her busy during the day is that she invented a magical cup that when you put water in it and drink it, it's whatever your favorite flavor is. Uh, and so she basically spends her entire day Uh, just sitting in front of a bunch of cups enchanting each one of them. And so, like, even that is, like, even though it's magical, it's still, you know, like, pretty boring. Wow. Uh, And so that's the idea as well, is that, like, so uh, the joke is that, like, you know, oftentimes when the characters are having sex, you know, it's like they're having it in normal conditions. In, like, one of the early chapters, too, I even joke about how because two characters are... Are in a particular part of a magical sex shop that sells uh, that sells sex toys, magical sex toys like a uh, a dildo that uh, attaches to an invisible man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is he invisible? Because
0: he's magic. It, it basically he's just the construct. You have a visible dildo, and then you activate it, and then it attaches to a, to an invisible man, and then the okay. witch gets fucked by the by the visible dildo. Which oh. is attached to the visible man.
2: Oh, okay. Like that, that makes sense. Like, so then the, then it, it gives it agency where it can be more active, right? And she doesn't have to operate the, the object. But, but why is the man not visible? Wouldn't she rather look at?
0: Because the idea is that you just buy a dildo. Oh, yeah. I see. And I see. Yeah. It's like with the cup. It's just it, the idea with all the, the met I would expect if if Celsius were the ones asking me these questions, I wouldn't be so annoyed. But I've explained my story to you both on and off mic. Well, but uh, I yeah, explained that exact you, question to you.
1: So I, it it was extremely obvious what the, why it was. So I I I would never even think to ask that question.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, though, in the sex shop scene, though, Margot is with Janessa. Uh, who and Margot's just a regular person who's friends with the witch and Yness is an actual witch and she has this thought in her head of like it'd be really cool if uh, I could just grow up and grab her ass right now but of course I'm not going to do that because we're real fucking people and I would get in a lot of trouble for doing that you know mm-hmm. this isn't a porno mm-hmm. uh, and so like the characters they always have like sex at their house under normal conditions and stuff like that um, but then there is like kind of magical stuff involved. Like at one point when Amy is, is masturbating, she gets so into it that she doesn't realize that she caused her, uh, her, um, vibrator to start levitating, uh, over herself while she starts playing with other parts of her body. Are you guys still there? Can you hear me?
1: Yes. I was trying to visualize.
0: So just imagine the witch with the vibrator, like, you know, you know, still still like, you know, you know how a vibrator works.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar.
0: <laughs> Obviously it's it's, you know, over the clitoral area just floating over her while she's probably rubbing her breasts. Maybe she's sure, got sure. why well, in the well actually in the chapter, she's got one hand on her breast and then the other fingers are inside her.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. But then yeah, but um, then the then the toy is vibrant. I mean uh levitating at some point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so uh while we've got ten minutes here, let me try to Try to quickly summarize the uh, the B plot to to Celsius. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the B plot, Margot and the witch clerk ianessa are working together to get back at a a guy who who cheated on uh, on Margot. Uh, where uh, he basically he wanted a committed monogamous relationship with her. It was his idea, and then he's the one who cheated. Um, and so then she decides, like, okay, I want to get back at him. And so is like, all right. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to use this magical men's vibrator. Do you know what a men's vibrator is? Because I have to explain this to some people.
1: Um, I know that I means there's a, I feel like there are different kinds, but are you talking the one where you just like, basically just goes on the dick and
0: simulates the head? Exactly. Okay, okay. perfect. Moving on. Mm-hmm. So basically she's got to get him to ejaculate into that. And every time he does, he loses one of inch, one inch of his penis. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she can use it and uh, turn his essence, the essence of his inch into uh, something else so that she can augment her body, Marco, that is. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the first time she uh, expands her breasts a little bit. And then in the unpublished chapter, which I've written uh, with the analingus, she uh, expands her ass. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm and uh so that's uh what's happening in that subplot and so basically so far he's uh brando the guy she's getting back at has only lost two inches Mm -hmm. but um uh so so i guess kind of so basically the the main plot even though the one with the chastity device Mm -hmm. and that was originally the story um like it was the story was just supposed to be that that one is the one that even though it has some magical elements to it it's for the most part kind of meant to be realistic if that makes sense Mm -hmm. um and then the b plot with margo and inessa is kind of supposed to be where i put in all the fantasy stuff where like they're doing things uh that are absolutely impossible like at one point inessa uses a double-ended dildo that looks like a regular dildo that when she fucks herself with it, then also fucks Margot at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: But but do they have to be touching or it's happening spiritually through transcendence? The second one. (laughs) Oh, okay. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So that's, that's where like all the
0: kind of magical stuff is going on. Mm -hmm. So, so basically the idea is one story, is, is kind of dealing with, you know, more realistic sex than the B-plot is dealing with more fantastical sex, which is, is kind of also, to the way my captions are divided somewhat. Not in that there's, like, an even 50s, 50s split, but some of my captions deal with magical erotica bullshit that can only exist in your head, and then some of it is stuff that if you have a willing partner, you can actually play out, like, chastity and light BDSM scenarios. Mm
2: -hmm. And isn't there a, in real life, isn't there a, uh, I mean, it's embarrassing for me to admit this, I guess, but isn't there a love sense toy that like has a remote and you can push it and, you know, pleasure the other person that has it inside of them, right? So then, so what you're talking about with the magical double-ended, you know, toy reminded me of that kind of, I mean, it's not exactly you know, one for one, but um similar to that idea, except bit, the yeah. other person is being pleasured.
0: Yeah, I mean, with from that adult. one, too, I do. Yeah, I mean, with that one, too, I, I do get, like, a little worried about, like, like part of it, too, what, what kept me from writing it for so long was I couldn't figure out, like, ah, you know, I have to find, figure out, like, what's the magical toy going to be and stuff like that. I couldn't think of something, and so I just started writing the chapter, and then I it just kind of came to me as I was writing the chapter, which made me hate myself even more because I was like why haven't i just been writing this whole time cuz clearly when i write the ideas come to me um but anyways though, the idea i came up with was a uh, uh, multi-lip lipstick where Yanessa uh, she kisses uh, margo on certain parts of her body and then when she activates it she has multiple mouths basically she's got now invisible mouths where where she kissed uh, margo
2: in, in order to have those so, mouths like she-
0: so like she she kissed her in five places, but I'll I'll tell you just two places. She ki- kissed her on both her breasts, right? So while she's eating out her ass, she's also able to suck her tits because she kissed her ass or her um her tits with the magic lipstick.
2: Okay, but wait, but if she's doing you know you know the back end, how is she also doing the front end at the same time? Because
0: of magic lipstick.
2: <sighs> but I'm right. confused about how like how does uh, oh, be- oh, so you're saying yes. like levitating, floating mouths invisible are pleasuring her breasts while she herself is doing the back end at the same time. Yes. Okay, levitating, invisible mouths. Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. and I do try to explain that it is like weird. Like at the end of the chapter that I'm, as I'm writing it right now, I do intend to explain that like it is kind of a mental
2: toll to have to think about having like five different mouths at the same time. And to keep it going, right? Because the 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 person doing that has to maintain mental uh, stability, or else it will it will fall apart. It won't work. Yes, exactly.
0: Mm. At least at least that part he gets.
2: <laughs> well, it kind of makes sense, right? Like the like Green Lantern or these other things. Like right? any sort of mental power. If you lose concentration, the physical manifestation collapses, right? Well, you know, funny
0: enough, too, I also did, I I didn't think about it at the time, but I I also, now that I'm remembering it, I did basically use the Green Lantern terminology. I called the lips magical constructs, which I don't know that they necessarily use the word magical in relation to Green Lantern, but I do know they call them constructs.
2: Oh, Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Um, well, yeah. So then that's a perfect example. Maybe you were subconsciously, you know, using that, or it just makes sense, right? Intuitively too, that that's what, you know, cause it's not, it's not a fully real object, right? It's a somewhat physical object, but only animated by the mind and only allowed to be animated by concentration. And so, so it kind of makes sense just to call them constructs.
0: Wow, I can't believe you actually listened to the whole show. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast player of choice and leave me a review on iTunes and anywhere else you can tell me how much I suck. If you're interested in following my erotica, you can check out my blog, kinkycaptioncrafter.blogspot.com, Twitter at kinkycaptcrafter, kinkycaptioncrafter.newtumble.com, and Reddit. My intro and outro has been Ruckus Rancor, find a link in the description.